In Psalm 107, before the speaker comes up, who's Pastor Carla, in Psalms 107, verse 20, listen this from the Amplified Classic Edition. It says this, He sends, talking about God, He sends forth His word and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction. That's how God does. That's how he does. He, he heals through his word. So wherever you are today, both spiritually and, uh, and physical, physical position, receive the word of God and expect healing. Deliverance. And this is what I'm going to say. New things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't even know what we, we, need, we, we need to be healed from or delivered from. But the word of God, I like this. This I find from Mark, Mark chapter 11. The word of God spoken by faith goes to the root of issues. So when you receive the word of God by faith, what happens, it goes to the root of issues, uh, the, the roots of issues, and then it positions us for increase. That's what the word of God does. It doesn't just leave you there. Positions you and I for increase. It positions, positions us in the will of God for our lives. Church, receive the word today. Receive the living word of God. I, I go to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 almost every day when it says that the word of God is living and active. It's living and active. The words that I speak to you, they are, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, that you have to receive the living word of God by faith. You open your heart to the living word of God so that it may take root in your heart and position you in the will of God. Church, we are praying and also observing, you know, the directives given by the government concerning our assembling uh, together again. Therefore, let us stand in faith that this will, will happen very soon. You know, I've kept on standing in, in, in the word of God in my heart as, as fast as this appeared, so shall it disappear. The word of God doesn't change. The God doesn't change. We keep standing on the promises of God like what Brother Francis said. No matter how it looks, we stand on God's promises. Also, very important, church. Pray for the leaders involved in making these decisions that whatever they come, whatever they come to may be in the will of God. That's really very important. One thing that you don't want in the nation, church, is to have laws passed, uh, laws passed that stand against the liberties of the body of Christ. You don't want ever that to happen. That, that as a believer in Christ, you started being removed some liberties that are, are rightful yours in, as your inheritance in the word of God and start ending up in doing what the world system says. Now we need to be praying for the leaders, for the wisdom of God, to receive the wisdom of God and to have insight and not make decisions that align themselves against the will of God. This is serious and needing, needing our prayers of faith I'll say this. Pray more in the Holy Spirit and listen for new utterances. Pray more for in the Holy Spirit. Just, just pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't know all what is happening, but the Holy Spirit in us knows everything. 
And the Father knows everything. So we set ourselves in agreement with the will of God. Hallelujah. What a privilege again to be able to bring Pastor Carla all the way from North Carolina, USA to your homes. I told you that's a direct flight. That, that, is, that is like no limitations. All the way from North Carolina into your homes, direct flight, no passport, no, no going through the airport security. It's just right into your home. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. That she may continue with the message that the Lord has given to her for us. And then I'll be back at the end of our message and for the partaking of Holy Communion. And don't forget this. And for the receiving of our special Pentecost 2020 fast fruit offering. Wherever you are watching from, would you please receive Pastor Carla. Hallelujah! Hi, Victory Faith Church. This is Pastor Carla. I'm still in North Carolina, but I'm happy to be coming into your home today by video. First of all, I want to greet you in the love of God and say, Happy Pentecost 2020. Oh my goodness, what a very special day this is. If you're with someone in the same room as someone else, just grab them, hug them, and say, Happy Pentecost 2020. What a blessing it is to be together this very special day. We're in a truly unique time. And I decided to look up and see if there were prayers that others had written perhaps in days past about this very special Pentecost season. And I wrote one down that I found, listen to it, as, as we make it a prayer today. Glorious Trinity, make your presence known in this place. Through our worship, our prayer, the reading of your word, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, within whose unity lies all that is you, perfect love, justice, peace, and power. As we gather here today, your body, your church, throughout this world, fill our outstretched hearts with your spirit. Encircle us with your love. Make yourself known to us in new ways, exciting ways, challenging ways. Empower us, inspire us, glorious Trinity. Church, I thought that was a special prayer that we would pray together today. I've got too much to say, which I know does not surprise you. So I want to go straight to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 in the New King James Version, where it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house in where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat 
upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now let's go to verses 14 through 21. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to the people who had gathered, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall see visions. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever, church that means everyone, who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Church, this was not the first Pentecost that the people of God had ever celebrated. Just like the first Passover was in Exodus 12, the first Pentecost was in Exodus 19 when the Father came down in His power and glory on Mount Sinai. There was fire. There was thunder. There, there was, there were earthquakes. There was vapor and smoke, and all the people trembled. And it was at that time that Moses went up into the mountain and received the Ten Commandments. In other words, the word of the God began to be given to the people, and that was the first Pentecost. But we're told in Acts 2 and verses 1 through 4 that there was the day that Pentecost fully came to the earth. At that time, it came upon a certain mountain, and uh, the, the power of God was displayed to a certain people. But now... It is for all men everywhere in every nation. What a glorious day we live in. And just like we said during Passover 2020, what many in the world call Easter, but it was really Passover. Passover Resurrection Sunday was unique in that we were commanded to stay in our homes, just like they were on the first Passover. So this coming Pentecost, which actually starts um, Thursday at 6 p.m. is the beginning of Pentecost 2020. We'll celebrate it Sunday the 31st. And this is, I believe, a very unique Pentecost just like Passover 2020 was unique. 
I believe some extraordinary things are going to begin manifesting in the kingdom of God and come forth from the kingdom of God into the earth this Passover, Pentecost 2020. The Holy Spirit was filling the believer in Acts chapter 2, and they were suddenly so free, so delivered, so full of joy and so happy that they were staggering around in the streets of Jerusalem and people actually thought they were drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. And But this was the fulfillment of Joel verses 228 when the Lord said that he would one day pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Church, I believe we're in a great prophetic time of shifting when our lives, such as they have been, will not be that way anymore. Now, I've made up my mind <clears throat> the world's not going to shift me, but I've given the Holy Spirit permission and, and humbled my heart and asked, Lord, shift me into higher degrees of your will. Church, I'm not going backward. I'm going forward in this new season and new era that the Holy Spirit has ushered his people into, and we need to recognize it and believe for it and receive a greater fullness of the Holy Spirit into our lives. I'm not taken up with talking about COVID-19 from the spirit of the world, all the fear and doom and gloom, all the strife and division that's in the world, don't eat of that spirit, but eat of the spirit of God, his word and the Holy Spirit who wants to fill us afresh and anew with greater power and promise with amazing signs and wonders, demonstrations of the Holy Spirit than any of us have ever known in our lifetime. God is doing something in this day that I promise you will catch the attention of the world. I know the world's attention is all on COVID-19. <clears throat> it's all on economic strain and difficulty. But if you will focus your heart, focus your faith, focus your prayers and attention on God, his word, and his spirit, I promise you, you will be absolutely amazed in the days to come at the increase in every area of your life that you will be <clears throat> experiencing. The news media may try to block out what God will be doing by his spirit. Just, it's just beginning to break forth some amazing things, but they're not even going to be able to block it out. God is going to demonstrate his power against ungodly nations, against ungodly things that these nations have unleashed Church, you're going to be amazed at the move of God 
that is coming upon the earth, and he wants us to be prepared for it. Can someone shout amen? I want you to have a spirit of expectation of the things that are coming upon the earth. Yes, there is that which is being released through the world of darkness, but church as believers, let us focus our attention on what is being released by our Heavenly Father, by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit through His kingdom. I pray, church, every day from the depths of my heart, Father, Thy kingdom come and Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Glory is coming, church, greater than we've ever known before. Let me say provision is coming greater than we've ever known before. The goodness of God being demonstrated greater than we've ever known before. The presence of God <clears throat> filling our lives, filling our homes, filling our places of worship, filling uh, not just families, but whole communities, towns, cities, even states and nations are going to be filled with the very Spirit of God, the glory of God. Not every nation will be a sheep nation. But church, we as believers need to make the determination as far as me and my house and the nation I live in, we are going to serve the Lord. And then church, we make prayers, Father, use us that our nation, the nation of Kenya and our neighbors surrounding Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, Sudan, Ethiopia, that these would be sheep nations, not goat nations. It will take a mighty, mighty, continual outpouring of God's spirit for that to be so. Church, I want you to have an expectation of increase, not decrease. Put your hand on your heart and say with me, I have an expectation of increase, not decrease. I believe I heard that all the way from Kenya. Hallelujah. I need you to be in faith for increase because God has made that promise to his people. Let's be filled with expectation, with hope, and with the power of the Holy Spirit in the days ahead. Now, there's so much to be said at Pentecost and so much that the Holy Spirit is revealing that I've really had to pick and choose what I would say today, and I've had to omit and omit and omit, and I still have too much. But I want to speak to you as believers about Pentecost. I'm going to leave it to Pastor Davies to give an invitation, perhaps for people to be saved who might be watching online and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let Pastor Davies or Elder Francis 
address that. But I'm speaking to you as a believer today about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the work the Holy Spirit wants to do to replenish the believer. Everyone say replenish. That may not be a word that we use very often, but it is a work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. All of us are who are believers, and we've asked to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The initial baptism of the Holy Spirit is a one-time event. Church, I've, I've uh, been filled with the Holy Spirit, but I need a replenishing of the Holy Spirit in my life. It's a necessity that we understand the Holy Spirit flows into us, through us, and out of us. There are to be rivers of living water flowing out of us, and so we need to be replenished in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's very necessary to understand that in a shift and in a new thing, that God leads us into, there will be a work of the Holy Spirit replenishing us where we've been weary, where we've been worn out, where we've been worn down, where we've been burdened. We need to be replenished in the Holy Spirit. And not only replenished, but believing God that as we're replenished, a, he will release new things through a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. This word replenish means to fill again, to renew a supply. It means to give new provision. Isn't that wonderful? Ephesians 5. 18. You've heard me teach on this over and over again, but I read it in the new, in the Passion translation, and I liked what it said. So let's listen to Ephesians 5.18, the Passion translation. It says, and don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We understand that this be filled is uh, literally translated be being filled. Church, we are to be being. It's an ongoing process of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And there has to be a uh, exercise of our faith and a reaching out to God and a submission of our lives and asking for him to replenish us to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a continual process to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we come <clears throat> to Pentecost 2020, to a new era God is doing new things, and he wants not only to replenish us 
with the Holy Spirit, but as he replenishes us, he wants to bring into our lives unique expressions, means of power that we've not experienced before so that we can walk in new things. As we're replenished, we're enabled to do things we've never been able to do before. Perhaps to speak forth utterances and prophecies and so forth that we've never been used by God like that before. We're able to walk in ways. We've never had the power to walk in before and give forth expressions of the Spirit that we've never had the power to step into before. So in this Pentecost 2020, I believe Pastor Davies is going to do teaching about the precious gifts of, of speaking in tongues and the utterances of the Spirit and declarations and decrees of the Spirit. Church, I've just not been all able to get it all said. But I want you <clears throat> to realize during this extraordinary Pentecost 2020, the Lord wants to bring forth not only a replenishing of the Holy Spirit in your life personally, but he wants, he will be bringing forth a new equipping in your life, new levels of power in your life, new levels of ability in your life, and new levels of provision in your life. Will you believe him for it? Will you ask him for it? I believe you will, and we're going to, in the name of Jesus. And this came to me, so I'm going to say it. Church, this is not only for the individual, but I felt in my heart, I'm to say you as individual families. There is a special empowerment and endowment of power the Lord wants to put on your family. And you need to ask and believe and receive unique anointings in your family. And then he spoke to me about Victory Faith Church, that we need to agree together as a church family, as a church community and uh, a part of the body of Christ, that God has unique and new things he wants to pour upon Victory Faith Church and upon Living Faith International. And we as a church are going to ask him to do a new thing. And we want to ask him to pour out unique anointings into the nation of Kenya. We decree it. Kenya is a sheep nation, not a goat nation. And there are unique anointings and unique works of the Holy Spirit that the Lord wants to bring forth and demonstrate his great power in the nation of Kenya. And we need to ask him for that. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now, I want to mention a few things as we believe God for an extraordinary, to position us in extraordinary ways in 
Pentecost 2020. Let, let me just quickly speak of a few very necessary keys regarding your heart to be replenished. And that is one, turn your heart toward God. Let your heart, church, bend your life toward God. You can have a bent in your life toward the world, but make a dedication. I'm turning my heart. My life will be bent toward God rather than bent toward iniquity. Hate evil. Turn away from evil. If you want new things, if you want just an overwhelming replenishing of the Spirit of God in your life, hate evil. Avoid evil. Have no regard for evil. Put your hand on your heart and say, I hate evil. I hate evil ways. Church, we have to be committed to that which is good and to love that which is good. Thirdly, fill your mouth with the word of God. Let the word of God come out of your mouth from the time you get up and say, good morning, Father, Good morning, precious Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving me from the time you greet the Father in the morning till you go to bed at night. Have the word of God coming up out of your heart and in your mind, mouth. And then lastly, cultivate spiritual appetites. Don't cultivate an appetite, so to speak, for the things that are in the world. But read the Word of God. Pray. Pray in other tongues. Sing. Praise God. Give thanks to God. I was reading Psalm 119 and 164, and it, and it says, Seven times a day I will praise you because of your righteous judgments. Church, do we praise the Lord seven times a day? That's important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The first key I want to give you about this replenishing is how vital unity is. It's impossible to receive what the Holy Spirit wants to pour out of, upon us unless we are in unity. Church, I'm asking you to take a stand with me against every form of disunity and division. Unity is critical because otherwise our hearts are not centered on Jesus. Psalm 133 and verses 1 through 3 in the Passion Translation says, How truly wonderful and delightful <clears throat> to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. It's as precious as, uh, as the sacred scented oil flowing from the head of the high priest Aaron, dripping down upon his beard and running all the way down to the hem of his priestly robes. This heavenly harmony can be compared 
to the dew dripping from the skies upon Mount Hermon, refreshing the mountain slopes of Israel. From this realm of sweet harmony, God will release his eternal blessing, the promise of life forevermore. So it's from the realm of unity that the blessing and the power and the and the the wonderful presence of the Lord is released. Church, deal with anything that brings a divide in your heart and causes you to lose focus of the love of God as a church and as the people of Kenya. We need to come together to love God and honor him and to love and honor one another. Luke 11 and verse 17 in the NASB version says, but he knew their thoughts and said to them, any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and a house divided against itself falls. So church, from our hearts, Let's cry out for unity. It's more important in this hour than ever before. Judge all bitterness, anger, judgment, uh, bitter root judgment against another person. Repent of that and let's come together in unity. Matthew 18, 19 in the NASB says, Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. It's so important, church, even vital, if we want our prayers for replenishing and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and for new things to be granted to us that we have the Spirit of unity. Now, a second major key, be committed to love. We need to be replenished with the Holy Spirit. Be committed to love. God measures our spirituality by our love. Church, I'm telling you, uh, people that, that are, do not develop in love, they're not interested in expressing the love of God to others. They just simply will not be filled with the Holy Spirit. There are other things crowding their hearts that prevent their lives from being filled with the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. 
But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. In other words, church, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3 is telling us that without love, if, if we don't have love, we have nothing. If we don't have love, we are nothing. Isn't that amazing? If we don't have love, we are nothing. And if we don't have love, it profits us nothing. Nothing we do will profit us. Oh, how important it is to having new measures of the Holy Spirit released to us that we love one another and that we be developed in love. Church, I'm talking about love for God. I'm talking about loving one another. I'm talking about uh, loving those who are even unlovely. Victory Faith Church, this ministry, Living Faith International, our vision, our goal, our pursuit is to learn to love. Remember our vision statement, loving others first. We want to learn to love. Church, if we learn to love, there is nothing that will be withheld from us. The Holy Spirit can be poured out upon a person who is uh, learning to love and acting on love and believing to develop in love. Increasing measures of the Holy Spirit will be poured out in that person's life because God can trust them with power. God can trust the one who is developing in love with more and more power. Someone say amen. I think I heard that. We want to love and we want to learn to love well. John 13 and verse 35 in the New Living Translation says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. The primary thing, church, is not our gifts. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 made that so plain. It's not our eloquence. It's not how much money we have, how, how bl seemingly blessed we are. Church, it's not our buildings. Now, we need buildings. It's not our equipment. It's not our vehicles. These are not primary things. The primary thing in life is how well we love. How well we love God. And how well we love others. God will pour out his spirit on those who love well. Hallelujah. Let's make this our goal in life. Now, last week, I shared about the importance of our words. The whole message was on that. And I just, so I'm just going to make mention about the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot exclude uh, uh, words. I mean, we've taught this over and over again, that when the Holy Spirit was poured out, what did God take control of? Our tongues. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you're not going to be filled 
have a very large infilling of the Holy Spirit when you have a wild tongue. Taming the tongue is one of our greatest endeavors as spirit-filled believers, the necessity of taming the tongue to agree with God, to agree with his word, to agree with his will. We want to be committed. Church, make this commitment today. We want to be committed to speaking holy words, H-O-L-Y, holy words. Put your hand on your heart again and say, today, I make a commitment to speak holy words. Church, this is a necessity to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about, oh, Pastor Carl, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, you're the one who laid hands on me and prayed for me. No, I'm talking about being filled again, again, and again with the Holy Spirit. You have to be committed to speaking holy words. Ephesians 4.29 in the Passion Translation says, and never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words, listen, become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Church, take Ephesians 4.29 to heart and understand that when God sent, um, in Acts 2, when God sent the Holy Spirit, when, when the day of Pentecost had fully come and the Holy Spirit was poured out, the, it says they all began to speak with other tongues. Understand this, speaking with other tongues sanctifies our mouths. It's one of the ways our mouth, our words are sanctified. I'll tell you, if you speak a lot in tongues, you're not going to be someone who talks a lot on the outside, just in everybody's business, everybody's affairs, spreading rumors, spreading gossip, talk, 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 talk. No, speaking, I can tell people that speak in other tongues and I'm speaking this about myself. Uh, your tongue can go crazy on you. It, it, it's wild. But God sent the Holy Spirit to tame our tongues, to sanctify our words so that we might speak holy words sent from heaven. Church, let me hear an amen. <clears throat> that wasn't as loud as you normally say amen. Hallelujah. Praying in tongues is so powerful. It is one of the agencies God uses to sanctify our words. And number four, a fourth major key for the believer to be replenished in the Holy Spirit is our giving. Church giving is critical to be and having divine 
biblical order in our giving is critical to being filled with the Holy Spirit because the word makes so clear where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So if you're not putting treasure in the kingdom of God, I can tell you, your heart is divided. Oh, yes, you may be born again. I'm not saying you're not born again, but we're talking about a totally different level of life than being born again, but living in the world. We're talking about being born again and mightily filled with the Holy Spirit and bearing more fruit in the future than you've ever borne in the past. These are keys for the believer to have their lives replenished over and over again by the mighty Holy Spirit. Now, I've got some reading to do. I, I want you to read Acts 10. I love Acts 10 because I love Cornelius. He was a Gentile and has such a mighty story. We're going to read a few verses in Acts 10, 1 through 8, in the New King James Version. It says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man who feared God, number one, with all his household, who gave alms generously. He was a generous giver, number two. He gave alms, alms generously to the people. And number three, prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. When he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And so he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon Peter, Simon, whose surname is Peter. Now notice this, your prayers and your giving has come up before God for a memorial. You Cornelius have gotten God's attention. You are a Gentile, but you, your life and your prayers, you want to know God. And your giving, church, it wasn't just praying, but it was his giving as well. They've come up before God. And God sent an angel to Cornelius' house. Hallelujah. So go and get Simon Peter. He's lodging with Simon a tenor, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to him, he sent them to Joppa. Now, church, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read about the vision Peter had it. It's wonderful. And he went to Cornelius's house and he hears Cornelius's side of the story. So about the angel visiting him. But let's begin with verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, now Peter's speaking now, having heard Cornelius. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Thank God he's not a respecter 
of persons, church. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. God, him, God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Peter preached the gospel in the household of Cornelius. Now listen to verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Listen to that, church. Verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision were who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water? Church, let me leave it right there. A miracle happened that day. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the household of Cornelius, not just Cornelius. And thus, Joel 2.28 was fulfilled. Not only the Jewish people were filled, but Gentiles were as well. It was an extraordinary time. Church, in the timing of God, we are in another extraordinary time where I believe we're not just... Usually when we celebrate the Moeds, our divine appointments with God, where we remember what God did and we're thankful for what God did. But the Lord is telling us, no, this Pentecost 2020, I am doing a new thing. Ask me to do a new thing as I replenish you and prepare you for the days ahead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask me for a new thing. Church, I, I sense we're going to be given ability 
provision, anointing, gifts of the Spirit, graces of the Spirit that we've, we've never had before. That is part of <clears throat> what the Holy Spirit is pouring out upon us. Prayer and giving are mighty before God. And I, I want us individually as families and as a church congregation to build a memorial before God. Let our Pentecost 2020, uh, we're not just observing it. We're not just thankful for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But church, we're stretching our hearts toward God and say, Lord, replenish, fill us once again, and release new things to us in Jesus' name. Church, hallelujah. Can someone say Amen. And I want to pray for you as I'm closing. I have such great love in my heart for you. How much more the Father loves you and wants and desires and purposes to pour out His Spirit upon you. Would each one of you please lift your hands? before the Lord as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual who has made time to hear the word and who has set before the word of God to celebrate, acknowledge, and thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Father, we are so grateful, even with tears for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we can't thank you enough that you have poured out our counselor, our comforter, our guide, our advocate, our friend who sticks to us closer than a brother. We're just so thankful for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Father, here we are at Pentecost 2020. We're asking you, replenish. Fill us once again with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with your mighty power and release the will of heaven to us this day. That, Father, in this great shift that you're bringing forth in the earth, each one of us as individuals, as families, as believers, as Victory Faith Church, we will be divinely empowered and newly equipped to do your will, oh God. This is our prayer that until we draw our last breath, we will be found faithful to do your will. Thank you, Father, for the anointing on every individual, upon every household, upon Victory Faith Church and the nation of Kenya. 
a new anointing, a fresh outpouring of your spirit, mighty signs and wonders coming forth. We do thank you for it and glorify you for it in the blessed name of Jesus. Thank you so much, church. I, I pray you've got something from the Word of God, something that Pastor Davies can even uh, work with and you can take to heart as we move forward in Pentecost 2020. I love you. God bless you. Amen and amen, Pastor Carla. Keys that we have been given about this replenishing by the Holy Spirit. I like that. Replenishing. Being replenished. Take them, church. Receive them. Receive them and act on the word. I really do encourage believers, and it's so scriptural, that don't just hear the word. Receive it and act on it. She's spoken about unity. Being committed to love. I, I call them holy words, like what she said, holy words out of our mouths. And another principle here, another key here is giving. In fact, when you look at these keys critically, you realize that they are weapons of our warfare against the enemy. It is dangerous to the devil when we walk in unity because he promotes division, strife. But when you walk in unity, it's dangerous to him. He walk in love. When we speak faith words, and listen to this, when we give. When we give. This releases us to God to be empowered by the Holy Spirit and against all the works of the enemy into our victory in Christ Jesus. Just that's what happens. I want us to, to get ready right now for... Holy Communion with his keys in mind before we give our Pentecost fast fruit offering. And I'll, I'll do this. If you can, please go ahead and stand up as we partake of Holy Communion. I'm going to make some prayers here and you agree with me and, and, and to receive these this, this prayers by faith. In fact, just lift up your hands wherever you are. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive your word and I choose to walk in unity, to be committed to the love walk, to speak words of faith, sanctified words, gracious words, and to be committed to the giving, giving into the kingdom of God, giving of my tithes, giving of my offerings, prayers of faith before you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read some scriptures here. In fact, I'm going to pray them out from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 16 and 17. Would you lift up, please, his body, the bread, as we partake of Holy Communion. Father, we ask you for forgiveness in our hearts. For any division, strife, we receive your mercy and grace. You've said, Father, in your word, if you confess our sins, 
You are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we have heard your word, we choose to this day and from this day to walk in unity, to walk in love, to speak in faith words and to listening to you concerning our giving. As members of the body of Christ, we commit to these keys. We break the bread, which is the communion of the body of Christ. We, though many, are one bread and one body. For we all partake of this one bread in unity. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for us. By your stripes, we were healed and we partake of your body. Thank you, Lord. We also partake the cup of blessing which we bless, the communion of the blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, the head of the church, for your precious blood. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We love not our lives even to the death. We offer our lives to you. Thank you for the precious blood. Thank you for this cup of the new covenant in your blood. Your flesh is food indeed. Your blood is drink indeed. Thank you for your precious blood. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a precious Savior we have. What a Redeemer we have. The Lord who forgives us. The Lord who empowers us. Like the word, you've received the word today. I really want you to meditate on that. Get hold of that word. Practice walking by faith. Practice speaking words of faith. Practice walking in love and forgiving others, and walking in that love of God. In fact, the, the, the three messages that Pastor Carla has ministered, go ahead and take them in and, and start walking by faith in the will of God. Hallelujah. You may be seated, please, for some few minutes, most likely. <laughs> As we, we prepare to give of our fast fruits offerings, I want us to go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. Victory, faith, uh, You've been taught very well. Pastor Carla has gone in teaching and teaching the word of God concerning this feast. But I want us to go to that Deuteronomy and read it from verse 16. It says, three times a year, a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God. And we know in Galatians, one of the scriptures in Galatians chapter 3 says it's so clear that now that we are in Christ, there's no male or female, for we are all sons of God by faith. So, young lady, you included. Mama, you included. He said, Three times a year, all males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses. At the feast of unleavened bread, which you've had, at the feast of weeks, we are now, and at the feast of tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord 
empty-handed. But how loving God is. He says this, and every, every man shall give as he is able. In other words, God doesn't put pressure on people. He, he, wants, he wants us to do, our giving should be willingly. Out of our hearts, out of our desire. And I've given several testimonies I've seen God do over, over the years concerning my giving and, and, and increased over the years. But I've gone, I, I've gone, I think in the 90s, went to meetings and I had only 10 shillings. And that was my best. But I remember going also for a meeting with nothing. No coin in my pocket. But what you do, you give by faith. You give as you are. He says this, every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God which he has given you. In other words, God says this, I have blessed you. And according to that, the ability, according to how you are, how you are able, then you need to, to give as the Lord your God has blessed you or has given to you. Again, church, when you start looking at your offerings as a weapon of warfare or weapons of warfare, you will not afford not to give. Oh, that's powerful. You start looking at your offerings as uh, weapons of your warfare or as a weapon of your warfare, you will, not afford, uh, you will not afford not to give. You will realize that your offerings set you up to enforce the defeat of the enemy of your prosperity. That's the devil. He's a father of poverty. He's a father of lack. He's a father of insufficiency. But through your offerings, through your fast fruits, through your tithes and offerings, when you give them, you do it on purpose. That you are coming against the will of the enemy, which is to keep you poor and, and confused and all that. And give them as, as a person of faith before the Lord our God. We cannot rightly think of Pentecost without thinking of harvest. You think of Pentecost, rightly so, then you have to think in terms of what? Harvest. In fact, I can say this plural, harvests. Put S at the end. When you think of harvest, you think of increase. I don't think any farmer will be planting, expecting this year, I'm going to receive less than I received last year. Tim, does any one of you has done for me? Do you think of this? That I'm going to plant this, but I want to receive less than I received last year. No. You give your seed. You sow your seed. You plant it with an expectation of a, a greater harvest. And, 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 and that's what God expects us to be thinking. When you think of harvest, you think of increase. God's will for you is increase. Church, God's will for you is increase. And I want you to mix your faith with these words that I'm going to make. This says, mix your faith with these words. This special Pentecost fast fruit offering is significant. Now, Pastor Kala has said several things regarding that. It is significant for the release of new things in this new era. New things in this new era. It is the beginning of a new thing. Hallelujah. It's the beginning of a new thing. It's the release of power for fruitfulness. And again, I'll use this word, harvest. Harvest. The, the way it is in the world. 
and the things that are happening in the world. I'm telling you, it takes supernatural ability to stand against what is happening in the world. An example, when I think of uh, the day of Pentecost, according to Acts chapter 2, actually, when Jesus had been raised from the dead, they were still fearful. Remember, they had locked themselves in the, in, in the, in, in the house, and they were, they were still fearful. But, I say but, <laughs> when the Holy Ghost came upon them, whoa, you start looking at other chapters there in chapter 4, they're about, they start realizing these men are uneducated. But the fact that they have been with Jesus, they are different, they are filled, they are baptized with the Holy Spirit. These men are bold. In fact, you remember in Acts chapter 2, they say when they saw boldness upon Peter. Boldness upon Peter. What did they do? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, empowered to overcome the world system. I'm saying this concerning this Pentecost is special. This is, we've never seen this before. Listen, God is empowering his church to face the adversities of the world system controlled by the devil. This is the release of supernatural increase, increase of revelation knowledge. We were praying with Tina last night, and I had a praying that, that there may be increase of revelation knowledge. Believe that. Receive this. As you give your Pentecost uh, first fruit offering, believe God for increase of revelation knowledge. Increase of angelic activities. Increase in utterances, supernatural utterances that we have not had before. I think Pastor Kala mentioned that in our message, listen, New heavenly vocabulary. Hallelujah. You see, the kingdom of darkness brought in a vocabulary. Coronavirus. COVID-19. That's a vocabulary. And it has intimidated people in the world. Listen, God says this. I have a new vocabulary that I'm bringing to the earth. But you know what? People have to pray it out by faith and bring them out by faith and see signs, wonders, miracles happening in our midst for new things, new vocabulary for new things and a new season. Today, as we honor God with our Pentecost first fruits offering, we must give in expectation of increase of the increase God promised us. Think about supernatural increase. And I'm going, I'm going, you remember this? Victor Faith Church family, you remember anything like this? It's been a while, yeah? But let, let, let me read out some things that Pastor Carlos has established over the years concerning the seven blessings of God's festivals from Exodus 23, 20 to Listen this and receive it. God will assign an angel to you, according to that verse 20. Say, yes, Lord, I receive. I'll ask you, please, in your own time, go to that Exodus 23, 20 to 31. God will assign an angel to you. The second blessing of, of God's festivals, God will be an enemy to your enemies. God will be an enemy to your enemies. That's verse 22 and 33. And then the third one is, God will give you prosperity. 
That's what you're talking about increase. That's what you're talking about supernatural increase. God will give you prosperity. And this is a good one. God will take sickness away from you. Hallelujah. Receive that. A Passover. No sickness over your home. And all, all what is happening in the world says God will take sickness away from you. These are seven blessings of God's festivals. Another one, God will give you long life. Long, healthy life, your heritage. And then another one is, God will grant you increase and inheritance. God will grant you increase and inheritance. Does that sound familiar? Increase and inheritance. inheritance. And then the seventh one, God will give you a special year. Oh, receive that. Receive that. Receive that special year. Would you, would you lift up? I don't know if you're going to lift up your phone or whatever it is, but we've already had, uh, Tina and I have uh, had ours, the Pentecost, uh, you know, fast fruit offering. But I want to pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Ingi started a brastakasti. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the promises you've given to us, the blessings of God's festivals, your festivals in this special Pentecost Sunday, Father. We bring our fast fruits to you, the Lord our God. To you, our eyes are born. To your promises, we set our faith. Father, again, we saw desire. You've said you'll pour out your spirit upon all flesh. But not only in the walls, the four walls of the church, but we want to see it in our nation. This is our significant seed to worship the Lord our God as people that are living in this nation of Kenya. That your power goes to the roots of strongholds of the enemy, of all the plans of the wicked one concerning this nation, to root it out, to root them out, to throw them down and destroy and that righteousness righteousness shall be known in this nation your blessing father we proclaim Kenya is a sheep nation rising we renounce every aspect of a God nation and proclaim father father if we be the remnants Yes, we are calling upon your name. You said to Abraham, our father of faith, concerning Sodom and Gomorrah, if I only find ten, if I only find two, believing, I find, if I only find ten, I will see, I will save the city for their sakes. Father, no, we know there are believers in this nation. And we are asking you, Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit, to God, to our government, to our political system, 
to all, all, all officers of our governments and all the streets of this nation. Your power, Father, release through the church in the preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and transforming this nation to establish it as a sheep nation. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your blessing upon your people. Thank you for angelic activities. As your people saw this fast fruit offering, thank you, Father, that you be an enemy to their enemies. That you give your people prosperity. We speak that. We speak prosperity in the name of Jesus upon your life. But he says, you'll take away, you'll take sickness away from you. We take authority of every kind of sickness, every kind of disease. Remove your filthy hands from God's people, from their bodies, out in the name of Jesus. And release, we release the healing power of God. Father, thank you. With long life, you'll satisfy your people. There is no fear. We cast out fear of death. We cast out suicidal spirit. We cast out depression of any kind. Your power is broken now in the name of Jesus and release the power of God. You shall not die, but live, live to declare the works of the Lord our God. With long life will he satisfy you, says the Lord. He will grant you Father, thank you for granting increase and inheritance upon your people. Increase. Increase in this season. May this, Father, be a significant season as you saw this Pentecost fast fruit offering before you, Father, for the release of revelation knowledge concerning increase, for the release of revelation knowledge concerning our inheritance. And thank you, Father, again, we lay hold of your word concerning 2020. This is our special year. This is a new decade. This is a new era. We receive this from heaven. We receive it by faith, Father. And we rejoice in your goodness, proclaiming, God, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. We give thanks to you, the Lord our God, for your good and your mercy endures forever.